Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Human Capital Institute's Nine to Thrive HR. I'm Alan Mellish, and I'm your host. Before we get started, I want to remind everyone to rate and subscribe to the podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Stitcher Smart Radio, or wherever you get your podcasts. Today's episode is brought to you by HCI's 2020 Strategic Talent Acquisition Conference. Join us on June 22nd through the 24th. To learn more about the conference, please navigate to www.staconference.com. My guest today is Yvette Cameron. Yvette is co-founder and EVP of Ecosystem at Velocity Career Labs. Yvette, welcome to 9 to Thrive. Alan, thank you very much. I'm glad to be here with you today. Wonderful. So let's dive right in here. You've launched the Velocity Network Foundation. Um, The obvious question is, what is this group and what is this Velocity Network that you're building? Yeah, so the Velocity Network Foundation is comprised of industry leaders from across the global labor market. Um, Back in 2018, my partner and I saw a series of challenges that we wanted to address um, as an industry for the industry. And so we started calling upon organizations from across this global labor market to come together and solve this as an industry. those, uh, those problems that we were seeing are probably two-sided, right? From the individual side, we saw that there was a significant challenge on how individuals were able to present themselves for work and learning opportunities. Um, a big challenge is that the data about individuals is spread out across many different systems. The HR systems that you know manage our em- employer uh, workforce uh, databases today, um, gig work platforms capture information about us as we work our side gigs or our freelance work. And you know, oh, 50% of the uh, U.S. population is doing some sort of freelancing, so we know there's a lot of data in those systems. Yes, we're taking um, learning through universities and standard approaches, but more and more we're taking them online through MOOCs, through, you know, individual uh, Khan Academy and other types of, you know, uh, single course delivery. So we're building our skills uh, through so many different ways, not just through our employer systems. So as an individual, my ability to present a comprehensive view of who I am in a trusted way, right, in a way that you know has been certified and validated as accurate is really, really difficult. So getting to jobs, getting to work opportunities is really challenging. And at the same time for the individuals, we see a lot of concerns about, you know, how data is being used, the privacy, the access of that information. So fundamentally, there's a there's a challenge from the individual side about data and and its uh, its security. And the problem we saw from the employer, the industry side, is that again, there's a lot of friction in the hiring processes. We know that self-reported data can't be trusted. The, the background check industry is a 5.5 billion dollar industry for a reason, and so there's a lot of time that's spent in, in, you know, getting to the truth and, you know, who's got what skills and capabilities. And um, also, if you think about it, you know, we are using technology in a fantastic way to match people to opportunities. We're, as an industry, we're investing billions of dollars in artificial intelligence and machine learning and smart data processing to get people and jobs, you know, matched uh, much more efficiently. The challenge is 
those algorithms and that artificial intelligence are only as good as the data that feeds them. And as we've just talked about, that data is spread out over many systems. So if I'm giving job matching recommendations through these algorithms that we're spending billions of dollars on as an industry, and those algorithms are based on a small subset of data, and a lot of it which can't necessarily be trusted, how good are, are the results? So fundamentally, the foundation saw that there is a challenge with the way that we're exchanging career credentials. And so the foundation, uh, currently 15 founding member organizations across gig work platforms and HRIS and uh, assessment providers and, and employment marketplaces and staffing agencies, et cetera, have come together to create what we're calling the Internet of Careers, essentially a way to put people back in control of their data and to support the way that information is exchanged um, across our, you know, our digital ecosystem. And so the foundation is driving the creation of what we're calling Velocity Network. And at its very core, the network is about helping, providing a standardized um, approach, a vendor-neutral, industry-standard, global-wide approach to exchanging career credentials, moving credentials from, say, one part of the world to the individual, they have complete control, and then moving that information from the individual to whatever organization, individual, institution, whatever, needs to see that information to put them in touch with job opportunities, with education opportunities, um, even you know loan and consumer type opportunities. So really, the network is about a data exchange protocol that puts people back in control of their data and restores trust among that data exchange process. That's a great summary. And um, it's like not only just carrying your resume around with you all the time, but it's a resume that is complete uh, and also verified. So it's not just the resume that is, you know, best, most artfully written moves to the top of the pile. It's actually there's much more substance behind it that is already verified. And, uh, and like you said, takes some of that friction out of the process where it's like, well, Alan says he led a team of 20 marketers and uh, achieved this level of increase in uh, in sales. It's actually something that that is more verified from the uh, employer's interest. And also it's in my interest because it's it, it's much more all encompassing in what it shows uh, everything that I've done. Absolutely. And, you know, we talk about this network um, exchanging credentials and, you know, credentials, career credentials are so, you know, potentially broad, right? It, it is the, the skills and the capability and the training you've taken. It is the education that you received at university or other places. It is the verification of the jobs that you held in the positions and titles, et cetera. But it's also things like, um, you know, Piece, other aspects of your profile that give you that right to work or that enable you to to claim that position um, in the trucking industry. There's you know the the whole need to demonstrate that you've got licensure to you know carry loads in the healthcare industry. You have to show that you've not only got the certification as a nurse or a, a CNA or others, but that you've also had that TB test um, and that you can come into the hospital and provide patient care. That your immunizations are up to date. So that career record is a compilation of 
all the things um, that can be documented and certified that enable you to present yourself for work opportunities, you know, fundamentally, or, or to better match to uh, employment opportunities. And, and it, it's even the assessments, right? We take personality assessments. What is my emotional IQ? What is my leadership skills, communication skills, and so forth? Even those behavioral and personality type assessments are part of your comprehensive career profile. And those are things that you should be able, if you've taken the test and you've gotten results, you should be able to present that to others as part of who you are and your capabilities to achieve the requirements of the job that you're applying for. So these, this is our goal, is to give that comprehensive view and control back to individuals. Again, putting people you know, in charge of their data and, um, and ensuring that as employers and other prospective people are viewing that information, they know it's trusted. They know it's reliable. They don't have to spend a lot of time and money um, researching it. We call it the Internet of Careers because, again, this is an industry play. This isn't a proprietary play where one single vendor is writing all the rules. This is for the industry. It's owned by nobody. Just as nobody owns the Internet today, this is the Internet of Careers. Nobody owns this, but it is governed by this foundation in a democratic, you know, board-governed uh, way, and uh, it's it's managed on behalf of the entire industry by the industry. Absolutely. Um, and so we've touched on this a bit already, but the self-sovereign identity and blockchain uh, they they both feature heavily in your uh, in your story here. So let's dive in and talk a little bit more about both. Yeah, so self-sovereign identity, um, you know, it's, it's really just a model for how we manage our digital identities. And that model is one where the individual has complete control of their data. They own how the data is stored who can see that data, what level of data they can act, you know, that they can share. They can control how long individuals have an, uh, the ability to view that um, information. They can say you can view it, you know, uh, on an ongoing basis or you can view it for the next seven days and then that access is restricted. Um, they know, you know, exactly who's accessing it. So they have full and complete ownership over their data. So what's really great is that they've got this, this complete control for the first time over over their their information and you know it doesn't mean that the information is deleted from the source systems that's really up to the the individual you know with gdpr and other regulatory requirements you know, you have the right to be forgotten and you can ask your employer to delete the information on their systems. But the great thing is now you've taken it with you. You've got it on your your mobile device. Um, so that's that's, you know, essentially self-sovereign, that that concept that you have complete control over your identity. Now, then blockchain, um, blockchain is, is really just a technology. But if you think about it, it's it's the difference between a digital identity that is um, vulnerable, it's subject to hacks, it's subject to misuse, and the, di and the difference you know, between identities that are secure, uh, give users that full control over you know, when and where the data is stored and who has access to it and, and whatnot. Blockchain essentially is a decentralized technology. No individual centralized um, database or company or organization is ever in control of that data. Uh, an entire network is used to ensure that the source of the validations, the information is consistent, 
that it hasn't been changed. If you try to change the data, all the other systems have to, you know, recognize that that's a valid change or not. So ultimately, this consensus across this distributed network ensures that uh, the, the information is safe and secure. Once it's been recorded on the chain, it can't be altered. And uh, it's just a way of, you know, really ensuring the, the trustworthiness um, of the data and, and protecting it. Now, I want to make a point here. So we talk about self-sovereign identity and blockchain being the component that makes it a very secure transaction. Um, you know, blockchain, the way that the foundation has um, implemented the solution um, is truly that trust layer. It's just anchoring the, the proof points and who's issuing the information, but there is no personal um, personally identifiable information stored on the chain. The credentials themselves are not stored on the blockchain. As I said, they're stored in your mobile device. So the combination of self-sovereign identity and blockchain are enabling us to move credentials to the, um, the device and the ownership of the individuals while ensuring anybody who wants to validate those credentials is able to do so securely and with trust that those credentials haven't been hacked. Yeah, that's I, I can see the uh, the the benefit of that, and so we've covered this a bit already. But uh, the benefit to individual workers not only is it the the security of controlling uh, of controlling your own digital destiny, but also um, the ability to tightly control who gets to see what you've done and what you're capable of, and under what circumstances and for length of time. Um, is that uh, is that a fair statement? Yeah, those are definitely uh, big elements of the benefits for individuals, but there's there are many others as well. I mean, one of the most significant is that ability to present that holistic view. I mean, again, you know, yes, you own the data, et cetera, but that holistic view is good. And so it enables you to more effectively compete for work opportunities. Um, you're not just presenting your resume and your claims that you've got these various experiences, but you're presenting the evidence around that. And so not only the algorithms that we use in the in our various um, applications, you know, should do a better matching, but you get to those conversations, those hiring and placement conversations much faster, and you're able to compete much more effectively um, against those who um, perhaps are very creative at uh, presenting themselves, um, but you don't know, haven't got that validated. Um, and I, I think also um, it's a way to uh, get people to, um, you know, better opportunities even in learning. Right. So as we're looking and with different applications who are matching us to skills development and learning opportunities, and again, when there's a comprehensive picture of who I am, uh, those skills matching training um, opportunities should be, you know, better tailored to exactly Exactly what it is that I need. And honestly, just that self-sovereign identity, I think, is really key. We're very focused on the credential um, side, the career side of self-sovereign identity. I do think this is just a bigger part of a larger initiative, ultimately around verified identities overall, whether it's healthcare um, or other, other areas. I think it's a, it's a much bigger picture. Um, so, you know, we're, we're really excited about how this is going to empower people. And, and, you know, we've been talking about employment, but this is for students as well. And people who are just, you know, leaving high school, maybe they've had internships, um, they're getting into, you know, uh, whether it's, you know, university study or um, through other, other channels, the ability to, you know, log your, your history in a credible, certified way and be able to transfer schools, show your stacked uh, capabilities, your stack credentials, the coursework that you've done toward a degree, if that's 
well articulated, you'll be better positioned for those internships and those those jobs that maybe require a degree. But if you show that you've got this level of coursework and it's all certified, you can you know possibly get to those jobs much faster. There's just a, a, a lot of opportunities for all individuals, not just those who are actively in the workforce today. Yeah, that um, that raises a great point, and um, because that is often, I think we can all remember uh, whether it was coming out of high school or coming out of uh, college or university that there's um, unless you're on a track like I'm going to law school or I'm going to medical school or 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 whatever, there's often a period where you're just kind of well, I'll, I'll try this thing and see if that works, or uh, you know, I'll, there's sort of that period where you're uh, you're experimenting and finding out what's uh, you know first who will hire you, uh, period, and then also um, it, what you like and what you excel at, and it sounds like this is in some sense a way to not remove that process but uh, accelerate it so that everybody's working with better information, uh, both the employer and the graduate. Absolutely. Absolutely. And while we're doing all of this, we're doing so in a fully compliant way. So the regulations that exist across the globe in different regions as far as how and where data is stored and who has access and who has the right to keep it and delete it, etc., all of it's fully compliant with those regulations. So um, it's a win-win. It's, uh, it's, again, it's a really exciting um, future, I think, for us as, as individuals you know, who are owning our data in the future. Yeah, and then as far as the uh, the benefits to the employer, uh, let's let's dive in on that. What are they? I know you talked about some of them already, but what's why do employers want this? So you know, when we first started putting this together, one of the first challenges we were trying to solve was the time it takes to get uh, from. Um, somebody you want to make an offer to, to actually bringing them on board, that background check process itself uh, can be very slow. And quite honestly, the industry is riddled with manual processes. We're still using processes from 100 years ago, pick up the phone, look at the papers, etc. And so one of the first things we wanted to address was removing that friction, the time and the cost associated with having trust in the background of individuals. And so this will certainly address that, get people hired faster, get them to work faster. And when I say hired, I mean gig work. It's, you know, freelancers, contractors, staffing agencies, full-time employment, etc. Um, but, you know, honestly, as we've been uh, talking to organizations, it became very, very uh, clear very quickly that most organizations don't even understand the talent they have within their organization. So as positions become available, you know, they they do a, a scan across their current systems, looking at competencies and skills. They say, oh, we don't have a right match. And so then they go out and they, they hire somebody or bring somebody in from, um, from outside. So with this approach, individuals, again, a, a more comprehensive picture from all of my various sources of experience and assessments and various things outside of my employer, I'm able now to present that in, internally to my current employer and give them better insight into the talent they have, um, help them find and, and fill talent from within, um, improve the career um, uh, you know, ladder process for their talent, so develop and move them and retain them in the organization. So it's a great boon, I think, to our talent management processes today, if we think about augmenting what's in our systems today with a with that richer view. Um, it also, I think, is going to help with removing bias, honestly, from the hiring process overall. 
the more information we have about people and when it's presented in a in a skills taxonomy and a you know a series of, of uh, skills that are that are recorded in a certified um, you know competency um, uh, credential type manner um, the more we can focus hiring around skills as opposed to um, you know many of the biases that come into the hiring decision today the better so again more information should improve um, the the hiring process overall and especially improve the biases. Compliance, um, again, we're ensuring that we are um, taking care of the the validation of the background and the validation of the certifications and capabilities. So it's a a great win from that perspective too. You know, another another hidden benefit um, that uh, a couple of uh, some of our early adopter um, clients that we're talking to have, have noted is the employer brand benefit. You know, so for so long we think about data in our systems as our data, right? I'm an employer, I've got an HRIS system, and all the data that we own about people is our data and it's, it's nobody's, you know, to use. But the truth is, people are changing jobs more often, right? People have, um, a, the, the turnover rate is increasing. People are um, oftentimes leaving jobs, you know, after two, two and a half, three years. Um, and now with this approach, you can offer as a benefit to your workforce that everything that you do and learn and and, and achieve here will go with you in a certified digital format. We help you get to your next job as we care about you, not just as our employee contributing your, your, your work and time to our organization, but we care about you as an individual. We want you to take this data with you in a trusted way. We hope you'll tell your friends to help encourage them to come here and know that they will get their data recorded and sent off with them when they leave as well. It's a social good and it's an employer branding opportunity um, to demonstrate true concern about the individual. And, you know, that's what the employee experience is all about. And we think this is a big boon to that. Yeah, absolutely. The uh, you touched on a lot of stuff that is, is favorite topics of mine, like the internal recruiting or internal mobility piece. Um, I mean, this uh, as with many things, I feel like the key is often visibility and transparency into into what you have as an organization, as an employer, in terms of talent. And um, that's uh, this is certainly a way to a great way to start having that conversation. And also, I would imagine it's a lot harder for managers to talent hoard, as that has been known to happen. It's a lot harder when everybody's information is in there, their uh, their skills, everything, and it's kind of uh, it's hard for managers to hoard their best employees and keep them locked into work that they maybe don't want to do anymore, or you know, constrain their career aspirations. So it's an entirely new. It is an entirely new world that we're moving into where. You know, individuals. I mean, we've seen that individuals are, you know, really in demand. That's why the rise of, you know, candidate relationship management. We have to nurture and develop these relationships and recognize there's been a shift in power over to the individual um, and away from the organizations relative to work and, you know, choosing to work at an organization and choosing to stay. And um, and this transparency is is huge. Luckily, you know, as in, in this particular model, as we move forward and, and, you know, the Velocity Network is not the only, there are many models out there. Ours is the only truly industry-based approach where we're taking input from staffing agencies and gig work platforms and HRIS vendors and consultants and many others across the industry. But with that input, we're finding that this transparency is critical and individuals will certainly be more empowered to find other work and it will be 
incumbent upon employers to recognize that, you know, this, this is happening. And thankfully, they'll have the power to see more about individuals and offer them better opportunities. And you're right, those days of talent hoarding are, <laughs> if people aren't ready to give it up, they were going to have to give it up because the power is shifting to the individual. They're, they've got so much more literally in their hands, in their mobile phones as we move forward with this new approach. Well, Yvette, I've really enjoyed this. Um, what's the best way for people to stay up to date on Velocity Network and what you're doing? Yeah, well, you can follow the Velocity Network Foundation at www.velocitynetwork.foundation. And we have um, all kinds of uh, the latest information, FAQs, white papers and things. And uh, you can also follow us on Twitter at Velocity FDN. That's Velocity Foundation, uh, Velocity FDN. And we're uh, tweeting out uh, news and information and research um, all the time. Well, thank you so much for your time. We'll be sure to do that. And once again, if this discussion was of interest to you, take the next step and go to staconference.com to learn more about our current promotional opportunity there. You can attend virtually. And for all ideas related to talent management and HR, check out the Human Capital Institute at hci.org. Don't forget to like us, rate us, and subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks so much. I'm Alan Melch.